Hello and welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am Kimberly Johnson, a Buddhist life coach, meditation teacher, writer, and speaker. I am currently under the mentorship of Jack Cornfield and Tara Bra. My hope for this podcast is that it is a place for you to come with all of your 10,000 sorrows and your 10,000 joys and to explore the depths of your heart and your life. If this podcast ever speaks to you, please share it with those you love and go over to whatever platform you listen and rate and review it. Thank you so much for being here. Hello and welcome to episode 140 of Navigating the Modern World. I am going to talk about today letting go. Um, it's something that I've been obsessed with for a while, especially in the Buddhist tradition and this idea of letting go and almost like coming from this place of realization that it is maybe the only thing that we are here learning to do. Letting go, letting go, letting go. And as we let go, it makes space for other things. And I've been thinking about the the idea of letting go with the almost the essence of generosity that when we let go that it's actually an act of generosity it's an act of generosity to ourselves to others to the earth to our hearts to our spirits to our soul and letting go is what provides us the spaciousness to take in the world. And I really, as I think about letting go, you know, I'm a person that, like I would say most people, that I cling to certain things. And for me, it might be more like habits. Um, It's not necessarily physical, tangible things, even though I do also cling to some tangible things. Like my dad is a painter and I have a ton of his paintings. And I, you know, if I lost them or if I had to let them go, I think I would be quite sad about it. Um, I also have some beautiful Buddhas that I would be sad to let go of. I have some jewelry that's quite meaningful to me. You know, there's, there's some things that are physical that I would be challenged letting go of. And I think some of my deeper challenges of letting go is with habits and also with people. And letting go of people has been a really, really tough one for me. Because I guess in my mind, and this is probably my, I would say delusional mind or immature mind, There's a way in which I have thought about letting go of people as 
like I've done something wrong. So if I have to let go of someone, then I'm not evolved enough or spiritually evolved enough to work through it with somebody or to be able to get over my upsets or my hurt feelings. You know, there's this idea that I'm doing something wrong if I have to let go of somebody, that I'm not evolved enough. And that's been really, really interesting for me to think about because and why I call it the immature part of my being is because there's a way in which in this physical life, in this material life, when we let go of things, it seems like, and this is you know something I've talked about on the podcast before, it seems like if I give this away, then I have less. And that's the same kind of with people, right? It's like, if I let go of this person, not only do I feel kind of like a failure, but I also have this kind of naturally, probably um, animalistic instinct of I will be left behind. And why why I called it immature or delusional is because I think whenever I get in touch with the deeper parts of my nature, or when I am connected to something deeper that is not necessarily of this material world, it's definitely in this material world, but it's not of the material world, is that we never lose anything. And that we actually can't be separated from other people. And if I'm connected to that truth, then certain things in the material world I could step away from and just know that in the means of the material world and how everything has boundaries, right? We live in a boundaried world. The walls of our house have boundaries. The, you know, the, the walls of our car have boundaries. The, you can't, You know, I live kind of like on a cliff. If I walked over to the cliff, I can't just step off the cliff. I will fall. There's a boundary, right? We live in boundaries. We drink water out of cups. It's the boundary for the cup. Like everything in this material world has what seems like our boundaries. Our bodies have boundaries where our skin ends and this, you know, and the air begins. Um, It seems, it would seem that everything is boundaried. So in this boundaried world, we actually, you know, there, there are things that work or don't work. Like if you took the wheels off a car, the car's not going to work. Or if you take a, you know, a bicycle wheel and you take off a lot of the spokes, that wheel no longer has integrity. It no longer has the boundaries it needs to function. And so that wheel will then break down and it will no longer be a wheel, a functioning integrous wheel. And so it's the same with human life. It's like, if you're, let's, let's use alcohol for, you know, for say, cause this is something I have dealt with in my past. Like I used to drink a lot, probably, I would say five days out of seven days of the week, maybe some weeks less, but you know, I drink pretty frequently and that 
didn't work. My life wasn't working the way that I wanted it to. I was making unskillful decisions. I was, you know, doing little things like exaggerating about things. I was, I think I was like trying to be cool. There was a lot of things within that that didn't work. So now, being a person who doesn't drink, my life works better. So I've created this boundary with alcohol. And now I act out that boundary. I honor that boundary and my life works better. I'm more clear. I have better relationships. I'm more honest. I'm more myself, right? So there's this way in which in the material world that we do sometimes want to step into doing more of something or we want to step away and do less of something. And that could include people, That could include, I actually need to spend less time with this person because when I'm with this person, maybe I don't, who I become um, is not who I want to become. And this isn't judging the other person. I want to be very, very, very clear. It's like, and there's, there's different aspects. This is more complex than just black and white. So I also want to be clear about that. Um, there is also internal work that can be done. Like why, when I'm with this person, do I feel challenged with being myself or why do I not feel okay with this person? Or, you know, what are my tendencies that tend to show up that have me abandon myself when I'm with this person, right? So it's, there is like a lot of internal work that goes alongside the letting go and, In this life, sometimes we have to let things go because ultimately, we're going to have to let it all go. Ultimately, nothing of this earth is ours. Not even this body. Not even this body is ours. Eventually, you know, we all come to the same place of having to let go of everything. We have to let go of all of our relationships. We have to let go of our bodies. We have to let go of our entire, you know, all the things that we have collected over the years. We have to let go of money. We have to let go of status. We have to let go of everything. And the more I think about letting go, it really does feel like access to something. Like in the letting go, this space is created. And, you know, like I, like with everything that I bring to this podcast, I also am working through these things. I am contemplating these things. I am not by any means trying to evoke the sense that I know something. And these are just the concepts that I obsess myself with thinking about. Um, And it's like in this spaciousness, right? So when we let go of something, and we can think about this in a very physical way. So let's say you're in a room in your house, and there's a physical item that you give away. We'll just say that. And so in your space now, there is actually more space. There's space for maybe something else to come in. 
there's space to be with and see all the other things that's in that space. And so we can, you know, we can really notice it from that place. And with people, you know, it's, it is the same. Uh, my boyfriend, he, he often will say things like, like the other day he was talking about a friend of his. I told him that he watched a six hour movie and he hated it the whole six hours. And Jordan said this thing that was like, why, why didn't you turn off the movie? You know, like, and cause the guy was complaining about the movie and he's like, why didn't you just turn off the movie? And it's like, there is a time when sometimes we have to turn off the movie or sometimes we have to say, thank you for all the lessons and I'm going to turn away so that I can put my energy over here. And that's how it is with me, with relationships. You know, I tend to try really, really, really hard to make relationships work. And it even seems like I try really hard to make relationships work, even when the other person obviously, you know, they may even tell me they don't want to make the relationship work. And I still will try. And I think it's not because necessarily of even the person. It is this like personal feeling of failing. Like, why can't I make this work? Or why is there something wrong with me that this person doesn't want to be close with me? Right? What it's because it really is about me. Like my feelings, my hard feelings, my feelings of lack um, are within me. But what, how I try to like maybe pretend that I don't have those feelings or lack of lack or how I don't manage those feelings of lack or attend to those feelings of lack is by obsessing and trying to make the relationship work. Now, I want to say when we let go of relationships, there are skillful ways of doing it and there are very unskillful ways of doing it. And depending upon who you're letting go of or what's happening, you know, that's a very complex conversation too, but really knowing the relationship and being willing to maybe look at how can I let this relationship go as skillfully as possible. And maybe sometimes that's being honest, like, hey, this relationship is feeling, you know, not great for me. I'm going to step away. And thank you, you know, for our time together or something of that nature. And it's interesting because what I am finding, I'm going through a lot of changes right now. I'm about to start this whole new path of like going to graduate school and I'm, you know, my business is changing because I am once again, I'm letting go of things so that I can make space new things and I was on retreat all last week Um, I did seven days of silence and you know one of the most impactful things about those retreats is that you you know you give away your cell phone so you don't you don't have a cell phone you don't you kind of just truly make ultimate space and then you can kind of see in your inner world what's taking up space in your inner world, you know. 
and um, or what things we hold on to in our inner world when when we're not so distracted by the outer world, when we're not so distracted by all these things that we in day to day life, in my opinion, distract ourselves from you know what's really going on. And it's so interesting because in retreat, I did not at all feel exhausted. I felt alive. I felt energy. I felt healthy. I felt really amazing. And this is how it feels every time I go on retreat. That does not mean retreat is not hard. So I'll be, there's a difference in working with our minds and working with our hearts and how that is challenging in itself. In fact, it is extremely painful and challenging. So, you know, I'm not saying that retreat is just like easy peasy. It's actually very, very challenging. And there's something about doing that type of work and just like observing, like observing what's occurring instead of, it's almost like letting things out versus always shoving things in. In our world and in our society, we're always shoving things in. We're shoving food in. We're shoving media in. We're shoving relationships in. We're shoving, I mean, we're shoving all of our hobbies. We're sho- and these things aren't necessarily bad. You know, it's just what's happening in modern world is that we're busy, 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 busy. And when you go to retreat and you let go of the busyness, what begins to happen is things begin to come up and out of you instead of things just always being shoved inside of you. And I think why we feel so exhausted in our day-to-day life is because literally we're shoving so much inside of us and it, it overdrives our system and we just feel exhausted. And so when I'm on retreat and really my only job is, is to let things rise up and out, I notice how calm, how much energy I have. It's almost like my body like says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like it's almost like these things that have been wanting to come out of me can come out of me because I'm not shoving things in. And this is the letting go process is when we let go, there creates space. This beautiful spaciousness where then things can come up and out and then we can kind of choose when things come up and out we can choose hmm is that something I want to put back in and so coming up retreat you know I'm like really deeply watching all of the things that I fill my time with and noticing how even you know I've only been back in society since Friday, so three days, and I already feel exhausted. (laughs) Feeling exhausted again. It's like all the choices, all the things to do, all the people to contact, all the media to intake. Even if you're just driving down the road, the, the, you know, the billboards, the signs, the, there's so much intake. And so for myself, at least, this letting go is so generous to me. It's so generous to my system. And it's so generous to others. You know, the truth is, is like, if I'm trying, if I'm grasping at a relationship, I'm holding on to a relationship, it usually is not done in good feelings. It's like done in 
ah, you know, frustration, like wanting, like grasping, like feeling, like feeling almost like resentment or hurt feelings. Like it's not done in healthy, happy, joyful, gracious feelings. And so when I let go of that, so much space. And when I can let go of something, recognizing that by letting go of it does not mean that I lose anything. Like especially with relationships. If I let go of a relationship, in the outer world, in the material world, I might have less contact with that person. I might not see that person again, right? So there's like this feeling, this experience of loss, which needs to be honored. That comes with emotions and you know, grief and all of those things. And then we can, we can touch into the, the deeper truth, which is like, what's real can never be lost. That's something that I would say to myself all the time when I was going through my divorce. What was real will never be lost. What was real will never be lost. And I think we cling to things. We don't want to let go of things because we feel like we're going to lose something. And that losing of something is so painful. And I think the more that we can sit with the pain of loss, of letting go, and not just stuff it full. You know, it's like when we start experiencing pain, we just distract from it by putting stuff in our mouth or going to media or meeting a new person or, you know, we, we shove our lives full of new things when the thing, the sadness or the grief wants to come out of us so that we can actually have the space to move on. And when we have the space to move on, it becomes very clear what would be good to come back in or what would be aligned to come back in. And this process of letting go just feels so, so gracious. And, you know, I want to suggest, like, what can you let go of? Uh, me and my boyfriend, we've been talking about at night letting go of our cell phones. So, you know, creating, and I know other people have done this. I've, this is where I got the ideas. I heard someone talking about it, like having a basket or something for, you know, putting your cell phone away. And me and my boyfriend aren't even on our cell phones a lot. So for us, it's like, it wouldn't be that big of a change, but it would be an intentional of just putting away, letting go of. And seeing what that space would create. You know, if we really counted how many times we picked up our phone every day, it doesn't even matter if you get on social media. If you just pick it up and see if you have any messages or you pick it up and you get on your email or you pick it up just to look at it or you pick it up, you know, pick it up out of habit, like how many times we actually busy ourselves. And is that the thing we really want to be busying ourselves with? Do I want to be spending all my time grabbing my phone. No, I would much rather be spending my time with my eyes closed and breathing or, you know, being creative or being outside or being with my kittens. 
you know, and we become clear of that when we're willing to let go of something. And so for me also with habits, every time I've let go of a habit, it creates this whole spaciousness for a whole new part of my life to be birthed. It is like the letting go is a death and then there's this rebirth that begins to happen. And when I let go of alcohol, I did lose some friendships. You know, I did, my whole life changed. So, you know, it's like, okay, there was a lot of letting go in that. And then what came out of it is all of this miraculous stuff. You know, feeling clear and moving to new cities and traveling and you know not only not only like my personal life but also my bank account right like not spending the money that way there's it opened up it rebirthed this whole new life and i think the reason we don't let go of things is because the letting go process the death and the being with the spaciousness and the pausing and the waiting and the being patient is uncomfortable And we are not trained to be with discomfort. We're trained to numb discomfort. And I always say, you know, when with a client or whoever, like, whenever you're feeling discomfort, start moving more slowly. Start moving more slowly. Get curious about it. On retreat, the teacher had this really beautiful metaphor that I'll share. Um, He was talking about how when we're uncomfortable or pain arises or suffering arises in our life, that we can approach it kind of like an electrical fence. So we don't have to just jump into it and dive off the high dive and feel all the discomfort, but we can be very slow and curious and cautious as we approach this pain and suffering and just kind of look and say, hey, what's here? what's going on and we can kind of move closer to it and look and be really cautious we don't just have to throw our hand on the wire and get electrocuted like that's not helpful either but what we could do is we could just walk really closely to it and say hmm what's going on here what am I really feeling what am I really believing what am I really experiencing And so when we go through that process, like when when suffering arises from the letting go, because I think it will, we can't, you know, death, we have so we have such, um, I don't know, we're just taught very specific ways of dealing with death or feeling about death, even if it's the death of a thing, if we, you know, lose something we love, it doesn't necessarily have to be a person. Um, It could be the death of a habit, it could be the death of a a career it could be the death of a person it could be the death of a you know object whatever it is but that when we lose something usually what we do is we just try to refill it as soon as possible and what i'm going to suggest is that we practice really being with the letting go process like okay this is gone now what pain is here what am i experiencing can i be with this discomfort and when we you know there's a there's a method called touch and go so we can sit with it sit with it sit with it if it becomes too much you know if it if you feel like you're getting electrocuted you're getting too close to the electrical fence you can take a step back you can you know distract yourself healthily and consciously the thing is is that we distract ourselves unconsciously 
We're like, why am I eating all this food? I have no idea, you know, or why am I on social media for four hours a day? Or, you know, we don't know because we haven't investigated. And we can pause and we can say, okay, consciously, I'm going to get on social media for 30 minutes. I'm feeling uncomfortable and I'm going to consciously make this decision. And it begins to shift things. And then as you get on social media, you can say, does this actually make me feel better? Is this actually giving me what I want? How am I feeling after I do it? We can then get curious about that. And letting go, you know, is a lifelong process. And this is just one conversation about letting go. And it's really just a rambling about letting go because it's been what's on my mind most. And for me, it's, you know, I have had to let go of things like hundreds and hundreds of times. I'll let it go and then I pick it back up. I let it go and then I pick it back up. And every time I pick it back up, I get to be more curious, like, hmm, okay, I picked it back up again. Does this make me feel how I want it to feel? How I want to feel? Does this actually make me feel better? Is this actually what I want to be doing? You know, I get very curious. And so letting go isn't a one and done. It's a... It's a letting go and being in that space. And then when we pick it back up, which usually we do, we begin to notice that space. And then slowly through this awareness, we just naturally begin to choose more healthy things. Because we don't want to suffer. The more that we recognize that when we pick a habit up or we pick something up and it causes us pain, we eventually, you know, with awareness... We do, our bodies do want to move more into peace and pleasant. So the more that we recognize like, ooh, this is kind of painful. And that's what I've been having to do with relationships. Like, is this relationship serving me? Is this serving me? Is this what I want to be doing? And I have to ask and feel in and feel and then slowly, you know, letting it go. Coming back, letting it go, coming back and learning, and trusting just that process, trusting the letting go process. Trusting that you can trust yourself and you can trust the ways that you are experiencing and feeling. And if you pay attention and you're doing it in the awareness of really wanting to live your most wholesome, skillful life, you can trust. You can trust. You can trust yourself. You can trust what arises. And we just have to make space to listen. And that's, I think, what's so gracious and giving about letting go is that it does create space. Hmm. So this week, maybe, I don't know, play with letting something go. Just for a week. You could let go of a habit. You could let go of a belief. You could let go of a relationship and just see how it feels to let that go. You could, and you you can just do this all in your own experience. You don't have to tell the person, I'm letting go of this relationship. You can just say like, okay, I'm not going to call that person this week. I'm going to see how it feels. You can play with letting go. You can experience, pay attention, and then notice what new things want to come in. Like if you fill your evenings with some activity that you're unsure of, see if you can let it go for a day or two. And notice in the spaciousness, 
you know, being gentle with yourself in any discomfort that wants to arise. But then noticing, okay, what if I gave myself this space? What then? What wants to come in? And just sitting with it and being patient, you know, sometimes it takes weeks, months, mostly just to get out of the habit of filling ourselves up instead of, you know, creating more space for things to come up and out. Okay, I think that's enough rambling for today. You guys are amazing. I'm so happy to be back at a retreat, and I'm so happy to be in these beautiful conversations with you. And I will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>